0: This is for one person and one person only. Mrs. Butterworth. I'll call my wife that.
1: Welcome to Then You Ruined It, a podcast where two friends who refuse to meet in real life give each other plenty of reasons to stick to that opinion. On a scale of 1 to 13, Jason, how superstitious are you? Um, very. I don't want to be, but I am very superstitious. Yeah. Okay. Can you give some examples of some ways in which you are stitious?
0: Um, I guess it's not really superstition, but just being basically skittish and terrified of everything
1: all the time is, you know, that gets me there most of the way. But do you take action to, like, battle that through your your things? Like, if you are feeling scared, do you throw salt over your shoulder, or do you i don't know walk very carefully not to step on any cracks so that your mom's back is okay
0: um when i was a kid i think i did some of that stuff it was more just to be like silly just like haha i'm doing the thing they do in tv or movies it wasn't superstitious but i remember the other night my daughter came upstairs and she's always terrible at turning off all the lights off so came down to the bay or i went to the basement like looked down like do i see any lights on down there because that the Stairway curves around, so I was like, okay, I can't see, but I need to go down just check a little further just to make sure she didn't leave something on. And I go down there, and I didn't. I'm sure I didn't, but I swore I heard something or saw something. And so immediately I turned around and started, like, trying to run up the stairs, but I have on slippers that really slip (laughs) off your feet really easily. Almost ate it, just so hard. I'm lucky I caught myself, but I was like, man, you'd been really stupid if you'd hurt yourself for absolutely no reason doing that. You moron. That's more of just the Jason's afraid of the dark. Yeah, part. yeah. I mean, we've 35. been there, done that. Well, superstitions, nah, not not a whole lot of them. Just scared in general.
1: Okay, so that, that that's a little different. Um, I try not to be superstitious. I try to be an intelligent, modern human being. But I also really like sports. So superstition is a part of my life. Like, I acknowledge that sometimes if I don't wear the right shirt or sit in the right place, my team will lose the game. And it's on me. And there's nothing I can do about that. So the other day, I'm just overcoming being super sick. I had, I don't know if it was the flu or RSV, but I was so sick at one point that I was laying in such a position that I pinched my nads in a painful way, and I would not fix it because it was too much effort. That's how sick I was. And so my wife was in the room, and I, I commented, man, I have just had a really crappy January. Although it took me like three minutes to say that one sentence because I was that sick. And the next day she comes to me and she's like, so I was thinking about what you said about how you've had a crappy January. And I'm still kind of sick. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? Sometimes you just have, sometimes you have a bad day. Sometimes you have a bad month. C'est la vie, c'est la vie. She's like, well, you might be mad at me for this. I'm like, Probably, if you word it like that, chances are high. But let's find out. Roll them matrimonial bones. That sounds like a very different thing, but please, yes. (laughs) So she's like, my entire life, people have always told me that if you put a mirror in your room so that it faces your bed, it attracts bad luck. And this is traditional Chinese feng shui. Feng shui is a lot about organizing your environment so that good luck gets trapped and bad luck gets out. And apparently putting a mirror in your bedroom so that it faces your bed means the creepy version of you gets to watch you sleep. And that's not good. That just summons a lot of bad luck. I have a mirror facing my bed at all times and my wife is going to be very upset when I come upstairs at the power (laughs) drill and
0: take that damn thing off.
1: So my wife got one, she ordered one and she hung it up right after the New Year's on our bathroom door and we don't shut it all the way tight So it's open just a tiny bit so that it's facing me. And she's like, I think I'm the reason you've had such a bad month. And I'm like, mother, you're right. (laughs) Like, yeah, I think, you you know, there's something to this. Everything started going bad when that mirror started pointing at me while I sleep. She's like, well, should I take it down? I'm like, I I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I want to be that guy. I don't want to be ruled by superstition. I don't want to let this control me. I'm like, if I, I do that, if, if I let this be the thing that controls my life, like I think we put a lot of it's uh, affirming the consequent. You see the things you want to see in the world and it becomes your reality. So I'm, I'm trying to be rational. I'm like, I, I, no, I don't. You don't really believe that. I don't really believe that. Are we really going to be the kind of person who changes everything just because of some old superstition? I don't think we want to do that. She's like, you know what? I think you're right. How about we just leave the door open tonight while we sleep? I'm like, that sounds amazing. Let's do that. (laughs) So last night we slept with the bathroom door open, the mirror pointing into the shower away from me. I woke up more rested than I ever have. I am no longer sick, minus the minor cough that I'm sure people have noticed. I had been constipated for like four days. I had the best morning bowel movement, just like one of those morning poops where it's like, oh, we are starting off strong. This is production. Like No matter what I do today, this is, I will say I did this in the world. I get down to work. There are a bunch of requests, like people like, oh, you need to do this, you need to do this. And I looked at all of them like, that's easy, that's easy, that's easy, and that's easy. And then I played my little phone game. I opened 10 loot boxes, one legendary, one mythic, one uh, the thing below that, and four epics. Chinese New Year, Chinese New Steve.
0: And then you ran up to your bedroom, and got in that mirror, and just oh, here's I- <laughs> mirror Steve. You don't control my life. Yeah, you can watch the shower all night. So now, do you think you're gonna backslide and like all these things that she's been deprogrammed of? You're gonna be like, well, I mean, there might be some validity to that.
1: I don't know. Like, this is re- this is really weird. I don't know how I'm going to handle the rest of my life. This is like a identity crisis for me now. I don't know which hemisphere's viewpoint on the world is true anymore. Maybe their Zodiac is the right one. It's the cooler one, that's for sure. You'd think, like, man, everyone born in the same year is the exact same? That's a little hard to swallow, China. But apparently, apparently they know some things my personal favorite bit of Chinese mythology. And this isn't something anyone I know truly believes, but it's it's kind of, it might be the original origin of the rub the fat Buddha for luck sort of thing. So in Chinese culture, they don't rub Buddha's belly. Buddha is a more venerated spirit than that. And usually it's not the fat Buddha that you see. It's the, the Guan Yin variation. But what they do have is called the Picio, and it kind of looks like the Chinese lion. So picture the Chinese lion that you see in Chinatown and stuff like that. So it kind of looks like that, but it's got a big old distended belly, okay? And the reason that the PCO has a big old extended belly is because, and they carve it like this, it has no anus. So it cannot poop. So it the the thing is, it eats, and it holds all the good luck in its stomach, and it can't poop them out. That sounds terrible. Yeah, I know. That's like, how is the least lucky animal in all of the heavens the symbol of good luck? But they will all rub the distended piece your belly to to get good luck. I'm like, you should finger the non-there anus. That's that's really what's making the difference.
0: No better way to say I appreciate your culture and all that you've taught me about it, (laughs) but you should finger its anus. (laughs) That's how you get good luck. For the last time, Steve, it doesn't have one. When I was growing up, whenever I was having a bad day, (laughs) my mom would come to me and say, all you gotta do is finger the anus. (laughs) I'm just saying you do the same thing. No, I'm not going to call my mom and ask her. No, that's weird. Just trust me. Just a finger. One knuckle. Try it. I mean, yeah, I, I, I have not, you know, been wedded to somebody who has a, a culture different than mine. And so you have to. I, I feel like if somebody had told me, yeah, it's definitely a, a bad luck thing. And it's been happening to you all month. I'd be like, I'm going to try and get rid of it then.
1: I'm very curious what's going to happen. Like if you change yours and all of a sudden you're going to get promoted you're gonna lose some weight you're gonna be living everything that you should have been living the last 20 you're gonna find out you would have been famous you would have been on snl by now if you didn't have that mirror
0: so i finally break out of this uh rinky Dink podcast and actually get a big one of my own
1: (laughs) if you get a good podcast without me i'm gonna be so pissed
0: i mean let's be fair if either of us
1: gets insanely like popular and and
0: famous then the other one's gone
1: yeah that's true because i've already told all my good stories and i need someone who hasn't heard them I understand. Okay, fair like, enough. Like all I right. said,
0: the other one, so it goes both ways.
1: Here's what we do. Okay, you summon Mirror Jason, I summon Mirror Steve, and then I'll send Mirror Steve to you, and you send me Mirror Jason, and we can just keep doing the podcast. So we do two different podcasts? Yeah, two different podcasts, but we can start over with all our stories again.
0: I'm guessing if they are the Mirror selves, then they, they would just, first episode, right out of the box, like, do we have to talk about our junk so much? <laughs> I feel like we have other subjects. We we could talk about other things, right? It's a podcast. I've listened to podcasts. This should be
1: more like This American Life, shouldn't it? Yeah. I've heard the radio. <laughs> I don't think they talk about their dicks on the radio so much. If they were truly the the opposites of us, Mir Jason loves going outside, loves doing dangerous things, makes poor choices with his health, but goes to the doctor, and, I don't know, is, is basically me, and then Mere Steve <laughs> is afraid of everything uh i don't know it's basically me yeah yeah no only plays video games taller full head of hair shut up <laughs> <laughs> hating your <her>, steve
0: <laughs> it's just again i'm saying i hate you and you saying you hate me so it's <laughs> not nothing has changed here You <laughs> can murder our mirror
1: selves and just get right back to the same oh, podcast that would be amazing killing the exact opposite of yourself, but it's also you, so it's not murder if it's you. Like, killing your clone is not murder. It's adjacent suicide. <laughs> There's a movie about this. Yeah. Oh,
0: killing Mere Steve would be so cathartic. So you really just want to live out the prestige and you just want to create infinite
1: yous so you can kill them. And No, just... I want to create the version of me that is tall, skinny, has hair, and... You just want to kill me. <laughs> no! cathartic because you finally get to murder me get away with it i don't want to murder you i just want you to follow me around until death happens to happen to you
0: we both know we've, we've seen enough cartoons you're gonna drop a piano on
1: or steve aren't you I'm trying to picture the perfect way to murder you're just picturing me. the perfect way to murder me <laughs> well the perfect way to murder you is easy poison pepperoni combos we've been over that i've, I've known that for years I haven't had combos in quite
0: some time. The last time I had them, I'm like, I think I'm done with these. But sure. All right.
1: Poison chips in
0: bed. I don't have chips in bed anymore. I feel like when I moved to a new new fancier house, I had to stop doing
1: chips in bed. I can't (laughs) be the chips in bed guy anymore. (laughs) Is it because you're in a better school district now? Is that what made you like, well, (laughs) those days are behind me. (laughs) Yeah. Second month in the new house. I
0: opened the bag of chips, took a bite, and was just like, no, not anymore. Put them back and never looked back. <laughs> now I need a four-course meal in bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheese and wine in bed. Yeah. Butler, <laughs> bring me my fourth meal. <laughs> Quiet coming up the stairs. You'll wake the children. Balance the goblet on my wiener because I still sleep naked. I mean, uh, naked is for everybody. You don't have to, you
1: don't have to stop being naked just because you get
0: higher-scale stuff.
1: Once you make a certain amount of monthly income, you put pajamas on. I mean, again, if you live in a TV show or a movie,
0: yes. I think there's a higher grade. Just like, just like I didn't think there was that many people that peed in the shower.
1: Um, I think there's <laughs> m- much more people that sleep naked than you think. All right. Listeners and the mere versions of our listeners, sound off in the comments and let us know. Do you sleep naked or do you realize that's gross? It's
0: not Gross. If I'm Boy,
1: eating a four-course meal naked, then yeah. That,
0: that is the one caveat. I will not get completely nude until I've eaten whatever food I might bring up. There's not <laughs> chips, but I have like, you know, like a little cracker or something I brought up with me and have that cracker. It's like, no, don't want to be, I don't, I don't want that's those crumbs there.
1: <laughs> that's weird. It's my only caveat. Okay. Otherwise, That's a good caveat. Some caveats need to exist. Also
0: learning from my dad and his example when if the kids like have somebody over and there's like a sleepover situation or even just a cousin like it's like okay gotta sleep in pajama pants it sucks but you gotta make it happen because that can't be happening because my dad for whatever reason would sleep in like he's a very skinnier than me like he's he's like skeleton thin especially now but even when i would have like it wasn't even friends. Cause I didn't have friends over for sleepovers, really. But it was like cousins. Still embarrassing to have him in uh, undershirt, again so skinny it basically sucked to his skin, and tidy whities <laughs> And heaven help us if he had to come tell us to be quiet in the middle of the night. It's like, oh no, <laughs> I'm sorry for what you've seen. So I at least don't want to do that. Like that's that, 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 this that, this is. This is for one person and one person only.
1: <laughs> Mrs. Butterworth. <laughs> I don't call my wife that. <laughs> I was just trying to think of a female food analogy thing. I, I got it. I'm just clarifying. I was going to say Wendy, but that might, you know, people might think you have a Peter Pan fetish. I also had a girlfriend named Wendy at one point, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 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 This is better worse it is <laughs> if you could hook up with any food mascot, who would it be go oh food
0: mascot oh i I'm trying to think Land lakes ladys kinda hot okay that might not that might just be because you could like cut out you could do something weird with the box to make her look like her boobs were out and they were naked
1: <laughs> yeah you 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 could fold it so that the her knees went where her boobs were, yes,
0: exactly. That That's that could be why I'm thinking that, uh, lewd boxes of <laughs> food, notwithstanding. But yeah, no, no, nobody else really comes to mind.
1: Probably because most of them are, you know, men. There's shockingly few female ones now that I'm really trying to think of it. Maybe the green m M&M? I'm gonna go with the green m M&M. m Uh,
0: I've heard enough discourse about the green M&M and how she's not sexy anymore because she has different shoes, so... <laughs> <I don't have laughs> there. Really? Internet, you have too much time. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't the internet. It was a-hole supreme Tucker Carlson.
1: Okay, I changed my mind. Uh,
0: The red otter pop chick. Don't know that one, but I'll give it to you, sure. All right. Executives in the boardrooms get on it, making more uh, female mascots of food that we want to shtup. (laughs) The one follows the other, let's be honest. Yeah, I don't think these days I would buy that food just for that reason. Back in the day I might when I was a little lonelier maybe like, this box will keep me warm on the cold
1: nights. Oh, Chiquita banana lady. Not only traditionally attractive, human, huge plus. You made it through another episode of Then You Ruined It. If you still want to hear more from us, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Idahobo, and Jason is at TheJasonSigler. We also do a webcomics review podcast called Digital Strips.